The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Mariana. I'm the co-founder of Summer Fridays and host of the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I was so inspired by Dorana Elmi. She's one of the co-founders and COO of Symbiotica. It's a company that I use their products every single day. And I was so inspired after listening to this conversation. If you're somebody who's trying to figure out how to have work-life balance between work and your family, I think you'll love this episode. Not only did we talk about work-life balance that she has with herself and her family, but creating a company culture that has work-life balance as well. We also talk about manifestation, which is one of my favorite things, lessons learned in her 20s, and any advice if you're working your way up in a company and want to stand out in interviews. If you love anything from career to wellness to manifesting, I think you'll love this episode. And I also love Symbiotica because these are products that I take every single day. So if you guys want to try them, you can use code Mariana on Symbiotica.com for 15% off site-wide or create your custom bundle and get up to 45% off. Every day I take the glutathione, so I actually just keep it on my bedside table. And when I wake up in the morning, that's what I take. And then I wait about 30 minutes before I eat or drink anything else. I also love their liposomal vitamin C. It tastes like vanilla, citrus, and it's delicious. And especially something that I like to keep with me in my travel bag and this time of year, just to keep my immunity up. I know you guys probably hear me talk about magnesium all the time, and there's so many amazing benefits to that. So they also have magnesium that comes in a packet. I always keep the liposomal vitamin B12 and B6 in my cabinet, and that's just really great for energy and mood support. So if you guys want to try any of these products, use code Mariana at Symbiotica. And now let's hear from Drana. You had a different career before Symbiotica. You worked in corporate America, but what inspired you to quit your job for Symbiotica? When I didn't own my time and I started my family with my first daughter, Yasmin, I was watching her through the cameras of my phone and At that point, I realized that I had to redefine what success meant to me. And before children, success meant making a lot of money, my title, how many people I manage. But after having my daughter, my perspective to life changed. And she gave me an unconditional love that I can't even explain. But I realized that I want to live a life with purpose and with meaning so that when my daughters are old enough they can tell a really profound story of what it is that mom and dad do. And then alongside that, I want to own my time back. I was not seeing my children. I was working 10, 12-hour days, traveling. Most expensive commodity that I can give my children is the gift of time and my love. I think that's so special. And I think it's great now to be able to have Symbiotica and be more in control of your time, but it is really challenging being in a business and also trying to support your family at the same time. So how are you balancing that now? Because I, I know as a brand founder too, it's it's nice because you can be in control of your time, but then you're also responsible for so many more things now. I have to tell you, I can only take it one day at a time. I have an incredible team of women. So 67% of Symbiotica's footprint are women. And I'm incredibly proud of those stats. I have a very, very strong support system here at work where they just kind of help me stay balanced, focused, prioritize. But for me, I do little things. So the night before, I take a look at my calendar to see what I have in store for the next day. I'm a lot nicer to myself in the sense of I know that if I can't get everything done, it's okay. I try to have a good work life balance. I love to make lists of all the things that I have to do both personally and professionally and just cross things off the list and just be present at everything that I'm doing. 
And I think it's scary too for a lot of people who maybe have a full-time job, like you were in corporate America before. How do you take that leap of faith and make a big change in your life and know, okay, I have something great, but there's something greater that I'm working towards or that I want to make a, a change? So I always worked hard and I was never afraid to be the first one to come in the office and the last one to leave. So the one thing that I always knew is I am and will always be the hardest working person in the room. And as a result, I took all the experience, the good, the bad, and corporate America really just provides you with a lot of resources, a lot of tools. Both my husband and I applied kind of all of the things that we learned and just took a risk on ourselves. And I think that as long as you're not afraid to work hard and you're not afraid to fail, then the success will eventually come. And for us, we, you know, just take everything you've learned in your career and apply it to what you're passionate about. And if you can intersect passion with purpose, I believe you would be on something really great. And I want to talk about manifestation because it's something that I love. And I think there's so many business people that I admire that I look up to. Manifesting is a huge part of how to make our dreams a reality. So do you believe in manifestation? Do you have any practices that you do? I think my entire life has been manifested. So I was would tell you that I can, this is crazy statement, but I think I can manifest anything. The office that we currently have today, I remember walking into this space. This is one example. And I didn't know what the price was per square feet, none of that. I just, I walked into the space and I looked around, I closed my eyes and I said to my husband, Shahab, he's the well, also one of the founders here at Symbiotic and our CEO. I said, this is our office. And he said, are you crazy? Do you even even know the prices? Have you even seen the back? Like you haven't even seen like the layout of the space. And I said, this is it. I can envision myself coming here every day. I can envision and feel the energy, the team, the creativity, like this is the space. So I'm really big on that. Long story short, we ended up, we wanted this space. It was very expensive. We were in negotiation. We had a bioscience company come and give, now normally leases are five to seven years. They came and gave a 10-year offer and they offered cash. And my husband said, we lost that space that you were in love with. And I said, no, I don't think so. And he said, babes, they signed a contract. We lost the space. Like You need to get back with the realtor with our broker and go check out new locations. And I said, I'll check out new locations, but I'll tell you this much, that's our office. So about two and a half weeks went by and our broker called and said, you'll never believe the deal fell through. And my husband said, you're nuts. Like, I don't even get it. And so for me, I 100% believe in manifestation. I think that your thoughts are the most powerful thing that you own. And so I try to always surround myself with people that are positive. I don't get involved in the drama and things that are toxic that don't make me feel good, whether it's people, places, food. I just, I don't bring that into my ecosystem. And I also believe that part of manifestation is how do you show up? How do you show up in the world? How do you show up for the people around you? How do you show up to just, just humanity in general? Like, are you kind to people? Like, I think that's a big part of your vibrations in the world and your karma. And part of being able to manifest is being a good human being is really important. And so I try to always treat people with love and respect because at the end of the day, I think that everyone has a different life, 
you know, one may have more money than the other, but we're all human beings. We're all at the end of all of it. We're just, we're the same person. And so I think it's important to be kind in the world and treat people with love and respect. And I do a lot of philanthropy work. I think if you can do philanthropy work, that's a big part of the vibrations that you put out there. And part of manifesting to me is having like a clear vision. So something that you mentioned too was about your age and how with age, like we learn more, which is something that I experienced for myself too. And I I have a lot of younger listeners here that might be in their 20s. So were there any lessons that you learned in your 20s or something you might go back to tell your 20-year-old self that you wish you knew back then? 20-year-old self, that everything will be okay. I think at 20, I don't know, for me, I was always like very stressed out. And I think you just have to trust the process, believe in yourself and be present. That's what I wish I would have told my 20-year-old self. Yeah, I think presence is a hard one because in your 20s, you're trying to do so many things. And I feel like I was always looking forward to being a little bit older and like the next decade and things I was looking forward to doing instead of just enjoying that I was young and I was in my 20s. I always wanted like the next phase of life. Yeah. And I think the other thing I would tell my 20-year-old self is surround yourself with the people that you want to be like. I think that's a great one. And I think too, like through podcasts like this or social media, you can follow or listen to people that you're inspired by. So somebody can listen to this episode and really be inspired by you and how you're living and your family and your business and everything and say like, oh, I see what's possible. And I love using social and people that I follow as inspiration. Yeah, I love that. For me, I still do that till today. And like I said, I'm inspired by women like yourself who are doing it all and there are no limitations to what we are capable of. I think the only limitations are the things that you tell yourself. And something that we started with in the episode was about how you really wanted to take control of your time and with your family and your daughters. And I think that's important too as leaders. So how are you making sure that your employees also have this work-life balance? Are there things that you you guys have put in place that you think other companies should be doing? Yeah, you know, it's it's hard because I think that there is no like one step approach for everyone. I think it depends on what their every each company's culture and ethos is. So here at Symbiotico, we we do a lot of things. So the first thing that we do is every single Friday we have family lunch and we sponsor the lunch. And I tell the team here that as long as you guys can get to know each other 1% more than you knew each other last week, I can justify the expense. And it causes my team to sit together, get to know each other and kind of build that like that, that synergy between one another and most all of my employees are friends with one another, which is cool. They work out together. They go to sporting events, bars, and all kinds of fun things. The other thing that for we, what we do as a company is we own a Padre suite. So all of our employees have the ability to have access to that suite and take their loved ones and friends. We do a lot of pop-ups, which I love. I think work-life balance and having a good time and taking the time to celebrate is really important part of a culture. So once a quarter, I'll do a surprise pop-up. So for example, when it was the month of May, I brought in a mariachi band and they played all throughout the office. I love to create a fun working environment where people want to show up to work and they feel supported and they feel like it's fun and it's no one's breathing down their necks, but it's like a creative space where you can come into and bring your talent, your passion and apply it to something which that something is symbiotica and the movement that we are a part of today. 
The other thing is we offer personal training for all of our employees. And that's really important for me. So we offer personal training for all of our employees before work or after. We obviously offer them products to take to live a healthy lifestyle. And also, I would say that everyone's personal time, whether it's personal time with their friends, family, or significant others is important to us. So when we have employees that want to take time off, I don't think we've ever said no, because I think it's important to support people personally when they can be and do the things that they love personally. I think that they have respect for the company and their teammates and their supervisor, whoever they report to. The other thing that we do a lot of things here, so I'm trying to run through them all, but we also celebrate everyone's birthday. I think it's important to honor someone on the day of birth and celebrate them and make them feel special. So these are just some of the things that we do. We also love to do happy hour time to time here in the office. We do team builders. I'm also very, very big on women wellness events. So we do this both externally and internally. And internally, we do it about twice a year where I bring together all the women in the company and celebrate them and honor them. And we'll bring in someone to do breath work or you know, they'll do a sound bath. But I just think it's important to recognize the people that you work with and have gratitude. And I don't think there's a day where my direct reports that I work with that I don't take the time to say thank you to them. Thank you for just being who you are. And thank you for the energy that you come into work with. And, you know, I always say we breathe the same oxygen. And so your energy and your attitude really means a lot to me. So we try to do a little bit of a little bit of all of these things that I just mentioned to create and foster an environment where people want to show up and produce and be successful. Yeah. And I think like all of that is so great and it keeps your employees happy and hopefully want to stay somewhere. And for anyone that might be listening, that's working at a company and they're working really hard, they're doing all the things, they're hoping for a promotion. As a leader, what kind of things do you think are important when someone is maybe looking for a promotion or wanting to work their way up within a company? So first I would say you know, assess your relationship with your boss. Make sure that your boss has scheduled one-on-one, like you have scheduled one-on-ones with your boss and that your boss knows of what your goal is. I love doing one-on-ones with my employees because it gives me an opportunity to know what it is that they're working on, where it is that I can help and plug in, how I can support them. And also, what are their goals? What are their short-term goals? What are their long-term goals? Where do they see themselves next year? Where do they see themselves in five years? And then the next step to that would be if there's someone in a position that you want to go into, really shadow them, spend a lot of time with them, try to go out to lunch with them and get to know them so that when that opportunity opens up, they're the first one to advocate for you to go into that position. I think that's a really good idea. And at a company where there might be a lot of people as a leader, are there ways that you really think make people stand out? I know you said at like your old job, maybe it was like staying late hours, but I kind of think that's not so much anymore, especially if people work typically between like certain working hours or you're working remote. Yeah. So I think my secret sauce was, I always say it was outworking the competition and that was the people in the room, but it's just going above and beyond. So identifying gaps within your department, identifying gaps within the company, and then bringing solutions to the table. So like an easy example to that is, is like I recently, I have one of my ops managers and it wasn't asked for her to do this, but she kind of streamlined 
a bunch of processes that we had in place and she went out of her way to do this. And so for me, it's, it's doing that. It's going above and beyond when you're not asked to do so. And it's being a leader, showing up to work with a good attitude, being a team player, things aren't going well, providing solutions to the problems, or at least suggesting solutions to show that you are a positive person, that you want things to work out. And then just surrounding yourself with other leaders in within the company that you hope and aspire to be in their positions or that you can learn from and grow from, grow with. And on the other end of hopefully getting promoted and hired, a lot of people might be looking for new jobs. And it is so competitive now. I feel like so many people have great resumes. It's really hard to stand out even digitally. So when you're interviewing people, is there something that you either look for or some ways that people can stand out, especially if you're applying online? Good question. So for me, I am looking for, I always say that you can teach someone most anything, but you can't teach them to have a good attitude. So I would say, you know, if you are interviewing, whether I always love to do interviews in person. So my recommendation is always try to ask for it to be in person because I think that you can make an impact personally when you see someone. And I would say show up, dress professional, have extra copies of your resume. I always love that. And I always love when someone has taken the time to research the company. They've done their homework on the company. That shows me that you are passionate and that you have interest. And when you can show up without even having the job with that type of passion, that you've already done your homework, and that type of enthusiasm is like knowing our products, knowing our competitive landscape, then for me, I think that you're already showing me something that others haven't done. So I love that. Yeah, I think so too. I think like really understanding the brand is so important because if you're wanting to work somewhere, understanding the product, like knowing the founders, like looking at past interviewees, like really understanding the brand makes it easier for the interviewer to be like, okay, they they already understand who we are. So we don't have to teach them about the brand inherently. Let's just see now if they have the skills to do the job. Yes. And I love when I get in interviews and someone's like, I've taken the time to get to know who you are. And that again, like that's such a beautiful thing for me. Cause I'm like, wow, if you've done that and then you know, my story and my passion and my purpose, and you want to plug into that. Yeah. I think that that's so important. And I know you have Symbiotica, but you've also started other things and there might be aspiring entrepreneurs listening. So for anyone thinking about starting a business, I know this is really broad because it depends on the category, but anything you wish you knew before or that you think people should know and advice for them? I think that upcoming entrepreneurs should be prepared to fail. That's not talked about often. You only hear of people's success and you only hear about the wins, but Before we were successful, we failed a lot. And I would love for someone to really embrace that. If you're going into business, just know every day is not going to be great. And as long as you're willing to get back up every single time you fail and every time you fall and say, all right, I just got to get back to the table. And I always say, if we don't, if we failed, it just means we haven't found the answer yet. And so I would say, prepare to fail, know your competitive landscape. And be willing to reinvest back into the company because it's very, it's very exciting when you start seeing the success and you're doing well. I think that it's important as an entrepreneur, if you want your company to grow, to pour those profits back into the company and grow your company. Yeah, I think that that's so important of just reinvesting like at the first 
part when we started Summer Fridays, we weren't taking salaries from ourselves. And once we could hire another person, we thought, okay, let's reinvest this back into the business and let's hire one more person and then hire like another person. And so we really did that at the beginning. I think there's this misconception that once you have a business owner, like you're making all this income and that's definitely not how it is. No, it's not. And most people think that that is the way it is, but I love that you, you know, you're concurring with the fact that that's not like that. And what has helped you probably grow from your first product to your latest product is the fact that you've reinvested back in your company. And I think that's a reinvestment in yourself and believing in what you're doing. And one thing you mentioned about failure too, it's really difficult for people. They might come over a speed bump or a failure and want to give up. So in those times when you might have failed, how did you power through it or work through it to continue on to grow the business? So for me, I'm lucky that I work with my best friend and my husband and we've got, we've been married for 23 years. So I think that the times where I'm down, he lifts me up and vice versa. And then there's times where we both can be down. So I think it's, you know, for me, I listen to a lot of positive affirmations. When I think about the people that are wildly successful, I'm like, there's no way that their whole story was just success and winning. But I think that the most successful people are those that have failed the most and are the quickest to get back up. And I'm just, I re-remind myself of that. I like reading books. I love listening to music. And I think that it's okay to someday say, you know what, I'm going to reset. I'm going to all right, you know, today we didn't win our day, but I've got tomorrow. And so I also think it's important that as things aren't going as you anticipated to take a look at the things that are going really well and to reflect and remind yourself of the things that are going good and the things that you were able to accomplish. So it's just kind of refocusing from the negative aspect of the things that aren't going your way to something positive and reminding yourself that it's not the end of the world and you've got tomorrow and you've got, you know, the rest of your life to, to make up for it. And I think so much of that, of being a founder and working through things is having really good daily practices and self-care and wellness. And I know that when I'm working out and taking my supplements and feeling my best, it gives me the best tools to hopefully just deal with whatever comes at me that day. So what are your daily routines like? My daily routine. So I wake up in the morning. I love having my newest thing has been having water and lime. Just It just feels very detoxifying. And I know it is also detoxifying, but I love having this cup of warm water with lime. And I like sitting on my deck and meditating. And the first thing that I say to myself is, thank you. I love to have, I love to start my day with gratitude. So I like to just say thank you so much for like being able to wake up healthy, being able to wake up knowing that I can conquer my day. After meditating, I get the girls up, get my girls ready for bre- breakfast, get them ready for school. And I love that because I feel that doing that makes me feel like I've plugged into like the start of their day. And after dropping my daughters off, we drop our daughters off at school. I then go to the gym and I do a quick 30-minute workout. It took me a while to figure out what was that kind of perfect time where I can be consistent with my workouts. And for me, it's 30 minutes. So I do a 30-minute workout five days a week. And then the other two days, I do other curricular activities that I like, like tennis. And so I do my workout before I come into work. I break my fast in the mornings with my green juice, and I put in our super greens in that. And when I get my workout in, it's A, I feel like I've conquered my day because I've done something for myself. 
and I come into work, conquer whatever I have in front of me. And then I leave every day to go pick up my daughters from school, pick the girls up from school, come spend some time with them. And then they've got tutoring and piano. And as they're doing those things, I prepare dinner and we have dinner as a family together. Then I ask my children to go down right around 7 p.m. so that mommy could have mommy time. I love to unwind with a glass of wine, listen to some music, and I would do that for about an hour, hour and a half. And then I like heading upstairs and doing my skincare regimen and doing some light therapy. And while I'm doing my light therapy, I love listening to positive affirmations because those are the last thoughts that I go to sleep with. And I want those thoughts to be positive and be to really just make me feel like I can conquer my day when I wake up the next day. I love this because I love hearing from you that you can do all of these things like making time for yourself, making time for your family, focusing on work, the people that work for you, and that there is a way to kind of do your best to balance it all. And it's so inspiring that you take the time for your self-care, but also for your family and dinner together. So I'm so inspired by all that you're seeming to balance. You know, thank you. I think that it's it's really tough, especially as a woman today, because there's this, you know, there are these expectations of us to look, you know, flawless and beautiful. And it's hard to, to wake up to that every day and say, I'm going to feel great. But I think it's just doing something small every day that, you know, I always say, if you have a goal, do something small each day to help you get to that goal. And for me, I truly live the somatica lifestyle in terms of living a healthy lifestyle. I have my supplements here in front of me every day so that I can take. I make sure that I have my one-on-one schedule with my teammates so that they can feel heard and they can know that I'm present here to support them. I try to be very involved with my children's school if when the opportunity presents itself. And then when I go home, I want to be present to my family and my team knows that I'm always available to them. But when I go home, I like to disconnect a little bit and, you know, be present and do the little things that make my family happy when that, whether that's cooking dinner for them or, you know, playing a, we call family game night where we play a game together with the kids. But yeah, I think it's just taking it one day at a time and not being so hard on yourself. And I love Symbiotica. I take glutathione every single morning. So I leave it on my bedside table. So as soon as I wake up, I basically like check my aura ring. I see my sleep score. I take my glutathione and then I go meditate. And then I know a half an hour after that, I can start eating my breakfast and doing things. So if somebody's trying Symbiotica for the first time, is there any products or something that you think most people could use or bestsellers? So yes, at first I, you know, I, I always say you've got to identify what it is that like where the gap is, whether it's in your diet or within your health that you are trying to fulfill. For me, my favorite products and some of our top sellers, the glutathione, which you mentioned is the master antioxidant for our body. It's great for detoxifying and helps support your metabolism. The other one that I personally love is our probiotic, which is so good for gut support. It's a probiotic strand that helps your immunity function so that's my second favorite. The other one that I love for myself and just for others is my vitamin C. I think that's beauty from within. I, I always put some water into my vitamin C and then I feel like I'm drinking my water and getting my daily dose of vitamin C. Um, I also love our B12 and B6. That's just a blend of vitamin Bs that's really good for renewing your cells and helps with memory, mood, and bone health. D3K2, I personally have autoimmune disease that I deal with. So it's really great for immunity. And this really just helps absorbs all the minerals in our body to function properly. 
So those would be some of my top products. I would also say magnesium as I love our magnesium. It tastes good. And I've got a palate of a four-year-old. So if I can have it, I think anyone can. <laughs> and our magnesium is amazing for memory while also like detoxifying and muscle recovery. And for me, I work out every day. So I love, these are some of my top products. Amazing. Well, everyone can find all of these at symbiotica.com. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so inspired by you and all that you're doing. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you. And thanks for all that you're doing. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.